0: What's your in-laws from hell story? Husband took his own life. In-laws took me to court over insurance money. Most insurance policies don't pay out in the event of someone taking their own life. However, SGLI through the military will pay out in almost all circumstances. I'm doing well these days and I haven't heard from them in a few years. There was a lot of harassment before it actually made it in front of a judge. Forged signatures on beneficiary update forms that were magically found after his death and hadn't ever been filed. It was thrown out pretty quickly, but not before lots of headaches and money down the drain to a thankfully great attorney. Obviously, they were crazy before this, but it really was the cherry on top. His dad was obsessed with trying to catch us doing the deed, going so far as having his own key cut for our house. He had our keys one day when he was waiting in for a workman for us. He would just barge in at any time, never knocked on doors, tried to often barge into the bathroom when it was being used, also liked me to catch him pleasuring himself, would wait until he knew we were a few minutes away. We often called them to let them know we were nearly there, and then he'd whip it out and go to town and looked me dead in the eye when I caught him. Creepiest men alive. We changed to the locks and reduced contacts. When partner and I split, he called me several times to offer a shoulder to cry on. No, thank you. The in-laws have been going through a rough time financially for a while, and my wife and I have been paying their credit card and parent loan for a couple of years. Father-in-law's parents passed this year, and he gets a large but not massive inheritance, around 75k. We keep paying the bills because father-in-law is still not working full-time and he puts the inheritance away. So mother-in-law, who is horribly irresponsible with the money, can't access it. We just arrived on Christmas Eve and there's a Lexus sitting in the garage, paid for in cash. And now father-in-law is talking about how he wants a Cadillac. I'm so teed off that I haven't been able to sleep and I don't want to frick up the holidays, so I'm biting my tongue until we leave. But there is no way we're paying the bills anymore. Five bucks says they'll react with but we need it. How can you be so selfish? Don't cave. Remember how much that car cost. Remember they were saying in front of you, payer of their fricking bills, that they want a Cadillac. There's an important saying that one should never ascribe to malice what can be explained by stupidity, and I think that probably applies here. Hopefully they saw reason and accepted the solution with grace. My mother wore all black to our wedding, complete with a black hat with a hanging black mesh to cover her face like she was in mourning. This made me laugh. So melodramatic. Does she always act like this? I'm low-key in love with passive-aggressive antics from family. My entire extended family is so melodramatic, I'm running out of popcorn. After driving almost 11 hours with husband to see in-laws, mother-in-law accused me of keeping her son away from her until I'm not ever going to let her see her son again to my face, and started crying in front of multiple adults and children. The next day, when I asked to speak with her to let her know that what she did was a little unreasonable and very hurtful to me, she showed her true colours and went from crying victim to screaming viciously at me and trying to hit me. She screamed me and husband, her son, out of the house and threw the gifts we had bought her out of the door like pieces of trash. I cannot believe this is the woman who gave birth to my husband. She's like she's from another species. She sounds slightly mentally unstable. She just sounds very manipulative, playing the victim for the audience and getting mad when she realizes she's not getting what she wants. My mother-in-law said we could have the wedding at the place she works, for free. Otherwise, the venue would cost upwards of 7k just to rent out. She decided that gave her free license to plan everything to her specifications, including the date, what we would eat, the flowers, what we would drink, and even what music I'd have at my wedding. She invited more people to the wedding than me and my husband combined. To top it off, she refused to watch my husband's son on our wedding night, saying that he would feel rejected if he wasn't allowed to stay with us. Each thing happened by itself, and it wasn't until they all added up that I realized my wedding had been hijacked, under the guise of, that's how it needs to be if you're going to have it at my place of work, which was bullcrap. She just wanted to control everything. My husband called her out on it later, and she's reduced her meddling to almost zero now. Thank goodness. This happened to me exactly. She always used to ask, I'm divorced now, why we didn't have wedding photos displayed. Because I hated being reminded of that day never seemed like a very nice response. My soon-to-be mother-in-law devoted an inordinate amount of time petitioning the state to allow her son to be remanded into her custody for a day to attend my wedding. He was in jail awaiting trial for fighting a cop and nurse after getting picked up for drunk and disorderly. He was denied bail because he was currently on probation from previous alcohol-fueled shenanigans, theft and assault, and was looking at a nickel once he finally got a court date. She wouldn't listen to my wife and I when we asked her to stop, so we had to write our own letter to the Department of Corrections letting them know we would have an open bar at the reception and it would be a really bad idea if my brother-in-law was in attendance. We showed him pictures and videos four years later when he got out, the first time. Fun fact, my brother-in-law is the reason I'm on first-name basis with the local sheriffs in his hometown, as for the first three years I dated his sister, there wasn't a family function that he, the brother-in-law, attended where they didn't get called out. Out of curiosity, how's the brother-in-law doing now? Today, he's walking around on parole as a convicted felon, carrying the balance of a 20-year sentence over his head, and someone is waiting for him to break parole. The problem is that he's definitely got a Jekyll and Hyde thing going on. When he's sober, he's one of the kindest, most generous, and most noble human beings you'll ever meet. But as soon as he starts drinking, it's all downhill from there. One of the first times I ever met him, he literally, as in took it off and handed it to me, gave me the shirt off his back so that I could make a good impression on their grandparents. He then proceeded to get so drunk that emergency services had to be called, which set the tone for the next 15 years of our brother's by-marriage relationship. I care deeply for the guy and do what I can to help him and his kids, but he doesn't have my home address for a reason. To answer the original question, he's getting his next 30-day chip next week, and we're all really proud of him. Again, I personally am hoping he sticks with it this time. This isn't as out there as some of the overtly rude in-laws, but mine was so utterly self-absorbed, insular, and lacking in social skills that I was literally ignored throughout most of my early encounters with them. They had a family culture which they all buy into, in which my father-in-law is the center of everything. The only family pictures in the house were of him, none of the three kids, all food was prepared to his tastes, and he had no concept of other people's needs or feelings. Initially, I felt utterly rejected and disapproved of, because who goes to dinner again and again with people and is never asked one question, not even how are you? It took me a long time to realize that they just had no idea how to interact with other people because they lived in this complete bubble. To this day, my father-in-law treats every conversation as an opportunity to change the topic to himself, no matter how outside of his experience it is. But I realized that they never cared enough about me to bother to disapprove of me. That being said, my father-in-law's levels of narcissism are so great that he sees slights and digs at him in a lot of my Facebook posts and unfriends me because he couldn't bear the idea that I wasn't considering his feelings with every thought I shared as he's so accustomed to everyone catering to his needs all the time. I'm sure I was supposed to be wounded to have no longer been in his good graces, but I just laughed. I think he is genuinely and cluelessly taken aback when he's not considered the most important and greatest person in the room. My mother-in-law refers to all of her daughter's-in-law as son's first wife. She gave me used stationery for Christmas. Want more? She wore a white dress to my brother-in-law's wedding rehearsal dinner and interrupted, then stopped the best man's toast so that the soup wouldn't get cold. She told me that I'm a horrible mother for not sending my kids outside to play unsupervised all summer, like she did in the 70s where mums would kick the kids out, lock the doors, and tell kids not to come home until dinner. I nearly died after having my first child and she told me that God was telling me I'm not fit to be a mum of more kids. After we had our second, she told me that I had my hands full and had no business having a third. After my third child, she told me I had too many children for anyone to ever want to babysit. By the way, she has three kids. I keep a very clean house, but I have three young boys. They're messy. Before brother in law and sister in law came to visit one time, she sent a cleaning crew ahead to clean my house so that it would be up to their standards. He's the golden child. Father in law lives with us six months a year while he collects butterflies for his book. He pays no rent and runs up our utility bills with no thought about it. When we ask him to clean up after himself, he says he didn't realize he'd made such a mess, but thought it was my job as an at home mum to clean up after the men. He's not invited back for 2016. When she comes to our house to see the kids, I regularly tell her not to get involved in our laundry. She always ignores me, goes through our closets, rifles through our stuff, and then makes comments about what she finds. To be clear, my husband always stands up to her. I was the one who constantly tried to repair their relationship. I finally gave that up last year. We're now essentially no contact with them, and they are not allowed in our house. To talk to the kids on the phone without us supervising, and phone calls are only on holidays. And now, after reading this, the narrator has decided to thoroughly stalk and vet individuals before any deepening of relationship going forward. Who would want a monster like this in their life? Where do I start? My mother-in-law and my grandmother-in-law are both weird about food. A few years ago, Grandma left a turkey to defrost on the counter. For four days. My sister-in-law came over, almost fell down due to the smell. Grandma said the turkey needed to be at room temperature for the enzymes to develop. My sister-in-law had to bag it, toss it, and scrub down the kitchen to make it fit for humans again. My mother-in-law had a big dinner one year. Rather than newspaper plates, she used real ones. She had about 50 people or so. We didn't go, but about a week later or so, we were over. There was lots of snow on the ground, and my dogs were out in the yard. One of them kept going over to a snowdrift and digging and digging. We went to see what was up. The plates were all buried in the snow. Rather than run them a bunch at a time through the dishwasher, she left them outside, and they were covered by snow. So, service for 50 people, filthy, left outside for a week. No wonder my dog wouldn't leave that snowdrift alone. Nothing says loving like week-old roast beef stuck to a plate in the snowdrift. Last one for now, Grandma was supposed to get a bottle of pickled peppers yesterday, as part of her Christmas gift. In the general chaos of kids and everything, the bottle, still wrapped, broke. It was all mopped up and tossed. We told her, sorry, we'll get you another one. Her response, why did you throw it away? We told her it was broken and the glass was all over the food. She told us we could have washed off the peppers and still eaten them. We told her, no, you'd die, and she refused to believe that. And this is why I never, ever, ever, ever eat anything these people cook. Not ever, not at all. So much to tell, but I'll just say that every once in a while, me and my wife have had to deal with a wellness check from the police because her parents call and tell the police they haven't heard from their daughter in weeks, even though they talked to her the other day. And they also say I'm one of those people who would chop my wife into pieces. Luckily, my step-uncle is a lieutenant in the sheriff's office, and the last time they got a call from the chief telling them to stop. I state I wanted to host Thanksgiving, and I invite all the family. Mother-in-law then invites everyone to her house and not us. Found out when I started calling sisters to firm up plans the week before. Also, the only family member not invited to a niece's baby shower. So done caring after 36 years of being the last invited or not being invited at all. Of course, we always get invited to the work parties. Okay, so my mother-in-law at the time of the story was about 350 pounds. She chain-smoked these terrible all-black cigarettes that were longer and thinner than normal cigarettes, and smelled like death, and she would only wear polyester moomoo's that she bought in the 70s. Her voice sounded exactly like Roz from Monsters, Inc., and the only things she would talk about were how hard it was to find a new moo, or how her channeling was going, and what the various spirits had to say. The first time I met my mother-in-law, she sat me down and started talking to me about the energies that spoke to her from the Pleiades. As she was telling me about how they were going to fix the world, I realized that to her the Pleiades was one place, a bunch of space lights that were all very close to each other, because they're close together from our point of view. When I, in my naivete, tried to explain to her that the stars that make up the constellation are in fact an enormous distance apart, and some of them don't exist anymore, she just scowled at me, shook her head, and said, no and kept talking. Later that night, my wife and I were awoken by a huge commotion, and we found her drunkenly destroying the kitchen. When we asked her what she was doing, she said, the energies need a burrito. So we made her a burrito and sent her to bed. In conclusion, my mother-in-law is an insane, drunken chain smoker who only wears polyester muumus and channels the spirits of the aliens who live in the Pleiades, who want a burrito. At my wedding, after the ceremony, our new mother-in-law started yelling at my husband because he made a joke to his father. She then proceeded to storm off, dragging his sisters with her. After about five minutes, her F-buddy of the week stomped over and just started going off on my husband for being disrespectful. I was almost certain my reception was going to turn into a brawl. Three years later, she still hasn't apologized. Oh, where can I start? Gave my seven-month-year-old a scale for her first Christmas so she wouldn't get fat like me. Told my husband that he wasn't allowed to get a vasectomy because he might want kids with his next wife. Told me I was gross and that she didn't know why her son would want to come home to me. The night our daughter was born, she berated my husband for giving our daughter the ugliest name she had ever heard. My grandmother's name and his grandmother's name. Told my mother my name was ridiculous and ugly. This year she cancelled Thanksgiving and Christmas to try and teach us some weird lesson. It was fabulous. I could honestly go on, but she is just a bitter old lady. Called me by the ex-wife's name for a couple of years and it wasn't as if hubby's first marriage even lasted a year. During visits, if I admired anything in her home, I was told, you can't have it. I wasn't allowed to do chores to help out. She even took my husband's pants out of my hands when I was doing laundry and pre-treated them with Tylex. Ruined them, but I was to blame for rushing her. If I brought presents for her, I was extravagant. If I did not, I was cheap. If I asked about the family, I was a busybody. If I didn't know the details, I was uncaring. My cooking was all wrong, i.e. healthier than hot brown, overcooked, fatty, salt-laden mystery foods. My best Christmas present from her was an acrylic angel with the wrong birthstone from the dollar clearance bin. She kept giving me angel stuff, and I'm not even remotely religious. If I made suggestions, I was greedy and critical. We now live far away, and no time or money to go visit. Sorry. My in-laws weren't terribly interested in me until I got pregnant. Suddenly, they were all about being in my business. They flooded us with unwanted advice and terrifying stories. I stopped giving my son's formula at three months because it was too expensive and they're fine. Or when told that the hospital checks our car seat before release, I remember bringing our oldest home from the hospital in my lap and he's fine. Mind you, I'm the same age as their oldest. Car seats existed and people like them are probably the reason the hospitals check now. Anyway, this escalated to invading personal space, which included talking to and kissing my belly, even before I had a bump. No matter how many times we told them not to do it, my mother-in-law would swoop in like a ninja when I least expected it. Come wintertime, I had a good-sized baby bump and a maternity coat to cover it. We were leaving the in-law's house, and I already had my coat zipped up, smugly thinking I'd found a way to defend myself. Much to my horror, she starts pouring at the bottom of my jacket and attempts to yank it up. When that doesn't work, she bends over and tries to kiss below the coat, completely misses the bump, and plants one right on the front of my pelvis. I'm frozen, going, Your mother just kissed my Vivi. Over and over. My husband says, What the frick, ma? She just shrugs, says she doesn't care, and walks away. Zero fricks given. Later, my husband negotiated that she just blows kisses from that point forward. Otherwise, I refused to see them. In conclusion, my mother-in-law tried to kiss my baby bump and instead planted one on my hoo-ha. I will note that I have tried to spread out the various charges against different kinds of in-laws, but upwards of 90% of these stories have been mothers-in-law. They just seem to be the most likely kind of crazy to get up in their children's spouse's business, I suppose. Cousins-in-law came to Thanksgiving the day after we buried my grandmother. They ignore her husband of 58 years who's sitting at the table, don't offer any condolences to any family members, and complain when we dedicate the goats to grandma, and not their fourth child with the third husband. Also, called me ignorant for not knowing who the American Idol winner was this year. The only saving grace here is that my wife knows how crazy her mum is, and has gone no contact with her. Here are some things that happened in no particular order. The big one? Father-in-law, who's a pretty good guy, has MS, and is basically bedridden. Mother-in-law has been consistently misdosing him on his medication, including giving him sedatives that she's gotten from somewhere. Her adult daughter and her husband moved in to help renovate the house to something that's more handicap-accessible for my father-in-law. They spent nearly 20k in renovations, remodel and redecoration, along with new appliances for the kitchen. Without warning, my mother-in-law served them with an eviction notice, giving them three days to vacate. They live about two hours away. In the past 10 years, she's made two trips to actually see my daughter. There have been three or four more trips for things like going to garage sales, where she's made an hour or so visit as part of the trip. For my first Christmas with the extended family, she forgot to buy me a gift. So she went to the freezer and got me a summer sausage that had been in there for nearly four years. Nothing says welcome to the family like a ruined, frozen smoked meat. For another Christmas, I got a giant bottle of Listerine and some toothbrushes. Mother-in-law works at the dentist's office and liberated these gifts for me. She saved a ham in the refrigerator to make ham and potato soup. The ham had been in the fridge, not the freezer, for nearly three months, and she was still going to use it for the soup. Mother-in-law is making tons of money in land royalties from fracking. Sister-in-law recently saw a royalty check from the oil company, and it was over $900,000. Yet mother-in-law won't spend any of that money to refurbish the house or pay someone to provide the kind of care that my father-in-law needs. She's all kinds of fricked up. Not technically my mother-in-law yet, but told me her daughter wasn't ready for a ring after we'd already picked it out and she was asking me when she was going to get it. A few months later, she was contemplating a cross-country move and said to my face, if she left, there was no one here that her daughter would stay for. First words to her daughter when she told her of our pregnancy were, how could you be so stupid?" My fiancé is 30, we're doing well, live in the same place, and a Jew in August. Cut the cord with the mother-in-law. To clarify a bit, my husband was 12 to 16 and watched her alcoholic dad beat her mum. Her mum would in turn get in bed with her or sleep in her room to ride it out for the night. At 18, they divorced, and she went five years and received her master's. Came home and has been living with mum since. There is a bond, albeit unhealthy, that neither wants to break. Her mum is lonely, clinically depressed, and suffers from severe anxiety disorder. I've given her every option to slowly get away, which she seems to have no intention of doing. Our relationship is suffering, and I'm not really sure where it's heading. What I do know is that no matter the outcome, I will be the best father to my child that I can be. Actually building the baby's crib today. My in-laws came from a very, very rich family. They're rich enough to take a helicopter ride to another city in order to avoid traffic congestion. This one year, they told us to wait for them before starting dinner because they would like to join us. They promised to arrive at 7 p.m. They finally arrived at 9.15 p.m. 15 minutes later, they left, sister-in-law saying she wasn't feeling well and would like to return to their hotel to rest. We waited more than two hours for a 15-minute appearance act. Everyone was teed off. Oh boy, my time to shine. This will be a series of short stories. A little background. First, I'm Mexican-American and my wife is white. Also, her parents are divorced. One, after she met me, her mother took my then-girlfriend into the kitchen and said she was dating below her. Two, after he first met me, my father was asked by his family what I was like. He only said, he's a wetback. 3. Since I have now graduated from college, law school, passed the bar exam, and become a practicing attorney, my mother-in-law constantly belittles my wife. Most recently, during dinner, she stated that my wife has lowered her prestige in light of my accomplishments despite my race. 4. When my mother-in-law and her husband visited us for the first time after we got married, we found them in our bedroom uninvited and they were searching for something on our bed. We finally heard their hushed tones and realized they were looking for stains on the sheets." Five. The mother in law wanted us to all go to a small town in Alabama to see her family for Thanksgiving. So we went, me a little anxious about what to expect. It was a very awkward experience. I think I might have been the first Mexican they'd ever seen. And then we had Thanksgiving dinner. A relative started describing this program the city initiated where people can provide aluminium cans in lieu of payment for bus fare. Mother in law's husband says, Beer cans too? Y'all are going to be seeing a ton of Mexicans on the buses. Everyone fell on the floor laughing. My wife and I could only stare at each other in disbelief. 6. This Thanksgiving, mother-in-law and husband invited their contractor to dinner. He's from Colombia and has no family here, so I thought they were being friendly. When he arrived, husband kept trying to get us to speak Spanish to each other because us, being Spanish speakers, we would basically be family. When introducing him, mother-in-law said, He's from Colombia, but we don't call him a terrorist, and started laughing.